Morning, everyone. Thursday, February 8th. The Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. Uh, plenty of news around today. Michael Maguire, the new Blues coach, he spoke yesterday. Tickets are on sale for this year's Origin Series. Harry Grant has been announced as the new captain of the Melbourne Storm. Gee, more to be the Pengai stories uh, there in Brisbane and Ben Eichen, the QRL boss, saying that they won't stand in his way should he wants to want to have a contract registered for the Queensland Cup. He's got a couple of fights to get out of the way first, but uh, certainly looks like he will want to be playing NRL by the back end of the season. Souths have confirmed that this will be Tom Burgess's final year at the club there. He's signed a three-year deal with Huddersfield in cricket. Jake Fraser-McGurk, he's the flavour of the week. There's no doubt about that. And uh, lots of opinions around him and whether he can play all three formats as well at international level. Over in India, Virat Kohli, he's certainly out for the third and fourth tests against England. And uh, probably the series, probably won't play at all in that test series. Won all, of course, with three to play. Rob Valentini won the John Eels medal in rugby for last season. Uh, Brumby's flanker, Wallaby's back rower, of course. Marco Redan at the Wanderers. He's not backing down from uh, his comments in his post-match media conference in the Wanderers' 4-3 loss to MacArthur on the weekend. Chris Waller uh, has spoken about Shinzo and militarise. We've got news in regards to Stormboy, the two-year-old Colt from the Waterhouse Bot Stable, the Magic Millions winner, and a huge sale uh, as it'll eventually go off to stud for huge money. And most importantly, Foxy Cleopatra has drawn barrier one of seven for the Carline Cup and is the favourite with Tab. Flux opened 270, went to 260, settling at the moment at $2.80. Loza, good morning to you. How are you? Yeah, morning, boys. I'm excited, actually. I can't wait for Foxy to run on the weekend. $2.70, did you say? Pretty skinny. Oh, 280 now. 280 now. I know there's only seven horses in the field, but uh, 1600. I know she returned at 1600 and ran second there at Flemington on Melbourne Cup Day. Um, but I'm still a little bit cautious of my horses when they make returns. But anyway, we'll watch and see how she goes on the weekend. Bit of news around yesterday with the um, with the rugby league and Tavita Pengai Junior. Uh, it sounds like he's going to try and make a comeback, isn't mm. it, with the Melbourne Storm uh, after walking away from the Bulldogs? Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that later. But um, Harry Grant, standalone captain of the Melbourne Storm. Uh, obviously held in high regard down there. Um, he's a wonderful player, Harry. Uh, this might elevate his game to a new level. and might follow in the footsteps of the great Cameron Smith. He was club captain there for, I think, 12 seasons, 13 seasons. Uh, but Harry Grant now gets the chance to captain the team on his own. Munster and Jerome Hughes are the vice captains. So when you look at the Melbourne Storm team, and I know we're doing our previews and we'll get to them at some stage, but, um, yeah, they they're still going to be there or thereabouts, but I can't see them winning. Mm. But I still think they're going to pick up a number of wins throughout the season, which puts them in finals, and they'll be one of those nuisance sides. But you never know. If Ryan Pappenhausen makes his return and hits the ground running and recaptures that form he showed us a couple of years ago, well, that might be the difference between them going that next step. But I still think there may be a, a key big man short. How many years have we... 
be tempted to write them off, Loz. Nah, this is the year they regress. They regress Mm. this year. (laughs) Just hasn't. Just won't happen. Well, they've just been a model of consistency, and that's what every Mm. football club's looking at. You know, you throw in the premierships that they've won, um, the recruitment that they've done, uh, the planning. That's the other thing that, that, that goes, not unnoticed, but we don't talk about a lot, the planning for after the retirement of great players. Mm. They have done it as well, really well, if they? not better yeah. than anyone I've ever seen in our game. Pup, fresh Morning, from boys. the cryo chamber, <laughs> uh, where I remarked to, to him yesterday, he looked like a ninja <laughs> yeah. in the cryo chamber yesterday. But, uh, where were good, you, boys? I'll tell you what, you're looking fresh. You're looking about 800... Cal's lighter too today. Mate, honestly, good morning to everyone. All I can say is I got a little bit more proof yesterday that you burn 800 cows, Loz, in three minutes. Well, you know what, if I'm to be honest, it's somewhere between 500 and 800. Depends on your bond, right? Yes. Yep. Minus 140 degrees. It was freezing. I missed you too. The owner, the lady from Body World, she said, tell the boys to come down. I'll show Laurie. I'll tell him all about it. He can jump in there as well. He can see for yeah, himself. I'm so skeptical. you're welcome down Still there. Still sceptical. Yeah, of course you are. Mm. Uh, how'd you go with your Coca-Cola potato trick? Did, yeah, you, did you try it at home? Worked. <laughs> oh, yeah, worked. sure. Have we got any sort of evidence of this? I've got my phone this morning. <laughs> Fair question I got from a mate of mine yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Does it have to be normal Coke? Can you use Coke oh, Zero? Oh. Can you... Well, that's, you use that's, Pepsi? that's a little Can bit use... that's a little bit in depth for me the, early this morning. <laughs> I'm assuming you might be able to use Coke Zero, but okay. I just saw Coke. And I Is it just Coke. Coke? Like, could you use Sprite? Could you use Fanta? No, I think it's just Coke. I think okay. <laughs> I, I haven't delved okay. that far into it, but mm. I saw it on the internet, and everything on the internet is true. Yeah, everything. <laughs> just Doctor Google. Yeah. Do that. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. worry about this AI. Yeah. No, you know yeah. everything. How you bad is, is Google if you're sick? If oh. there's any sort of you got a cough, yeah, don't do Google it. cough and it'll tell you you're gonna die. Oh. <laughs> everything you put in there, you're gonna die. <laughs> talk, just, just assume. Talk to me about. I'm just looking on your Instagram stories yeah. part. Talk to me about this. So obviously you got to put a, some sort of you know cloth over your face and, and gloves on. Oh, is that on the, the deal? Yeah, because because it's so cold. So you go yeah. long socks, a pair of shorts. I give you these shorts you put on. Mm. Um, long socks, so pretty much there's hardly any gap between the long socks and your shorts. Uh, you've got gloves. You've got uh, – it's like a uh, – sorry, uh, like the COVID mouth thing. Uh, and then a thing over your head that covers your ears. So they must just be all your sensitive spots in that um, – in the snow, really, in the minus 140 degrees. But the other thing is, like, pretty much how I'm standing in that photo is how you stand in there for three minutes. You're you're virtually shaking because it's so cold. Um, So, like, even you're trying everything to... I don't know. It's, yeah. It to doesn't sound comfortable what I'm saying. You're freezing, yeah. You're just yeah. trying to do... Like, you've got a song on, so you're, like, listening to music, trying to just take your mind off what you're feeling for three minutes. Hmm. It sounds like an awesome experience. <laughs> but you, Give but it a go. Well, the feeling when you walk out, I love it, mate. Unreal, it, you feel, isn't it? You, yeah. it, it's just, it? You know the feel. It's like if you just had a massage. Mm. That feeling when you get off the massage table and you have a hot shower, you feel like it, it's like that. It's just it feels for me. It's I use it for recovery, not so much to you know to burn calories. It's that feeling of you feel as fresh as you as you can. 
just on losses. Yes, yeah, uh, so I'm just reading that. It's very funny. It is good. It? Just imagine what Coke does to your guts if it can power a potato. <laughs> <laughs> no Fair name point. for that one, but <laughs> that is very good by you. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty special. Pretty special if you can do that. But no, um, I'll give it another go today. But you need to. We need to do it here in the studio. Need to get a can of Coke and a potato and see how we go. Oh, you can do and it. We can use your phone charger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that to you. Uh, okay. I thought you did re- return over the mile. Oh no, it was over fourteen hundred uh, last prep. Fourteen hundred jockey it? club stakes. Yeah, Ryan's just pointed out. Foxy returned over fourteen hundred, not sixteen hundred. Oh, uh, right. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, you, no, you are. Oh, right. I thought I thought it was sixteen hundred no, too. I said so, right, but No, I think the no. next, uh, the, You're the following. Race. Yeah, you're a flat second up in the Cranbourne yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. But I still think it's a yeah. bit too short. Sorry, yeah. No, no, you ran well in the Cranbourne Cup, and yep. then you were flat in the Ballarat Cup, yeah, it was which heavy, was on a heavy nine. Heavy nine, didn't handle it. Yeah. I don't know what the weather's like down in Melbourne. Must be good. Oh, it's favorite. good. No, no, it's usually back end of summer, autumn, yeah. is the best time of the year in Melbourne. They always have really good autumns down there. Really, really? good autumns, yep. You watch. It's the only time of the year. Well, when we're getting heavy tracks here, always around the championships. Yeah, we always and try to. We always get a bit of rain around they, here, don't we? For whatever reason, it's the one time of the year down there where it's whether you can. I don't want to say you can rely on it, but mm. generally is pretty good. Well, hopefully you haven't put the mock on it. I'm sure I have. Gee, it's a big story in Brisbane. What's going on with the Gabba and its front page of the Courier Mail today? Uh, Gabba games over. Coats. Uh, Olympic Supremo stunning new plan for 2032. So, uh, and, you know, lots of repercussions, obviously, for the Brisbane Lions and cricket uh, with whatever is decided with what is going to go on with the Gabba. But uh, Olympics boss John Coates, of course, acts on an IOC level, International Olympic Committee, and, uh, you know, they've, they've sort of lobbied the Queensland government who are continuing to review what the hell they're going to do as far as the venues for the 2032 games are concerned. Um, that well, John Coates is saying that the athletics should actually be at the old QE2 stadium to do that up and to actually upgrade Suncorp to have the opening and closing ceremonies there and just, just leave the Gabba uh, as is, which obviously be good for the Lions and cricket, at least in the short term. But, but Crash, Robert Craddock's written uh, in the News Corp press today, sort of saying it's actually bad for cricket long-term if they don't upgrade the Gabba. Because looking around the country now, it's probably the fifth venue. And therefore, they're not going to get their choice of, you know, if we get two countries out here, they're probably not going to get the more marquee series uh, going forward mm. because Sydney, Melbourne, you've got a new Perth stadium. You've had the yeah. big upgrade in Adelaide. So the Gabba now, even though... You know, it's what, what, how old is it? Ground. What, 30, 30 years since it was developed? Yep. You remember when the old dog track was around yep. the Gabba? And it's a great ground, Mido. Mm. From a cricket perspective as well, it's, I think it's, it's where you want to play the first test of the summer. We, just, we, we have such an advantage in those conditions. We know that pitch so well. You know, I love it's one of the few grounds left now that isn't a drop-in wicket as well. Um like I would hate to see the Gabba lose a test match. And the facilities from a player's perspective, yeah, okay, they're not brand new and it's not, um, you know, the MCG. Or if I think Adelaide Oval, which has been done up beautifully, and I love that they still kept the heel, and that's such such a stunning ground. But 
you don't notice it as a player. I, I don't anyway. I, I think like I love the SCG because it's got all its history and tradition, and inside the change room has not changed much at all. So I understand what they're saying in regards to look and in regards to the other stadiums around the country. Um, yeah, it might need to freshen up, but. Uh, I don't think that should be the reason as well that you don't go and play there. There's a lot of history there. And I guess I've probably expressed that in regards to Boxing Day Test Match in Melbourne, New Year's Test Match in Sydney. That's our history. That's, I think that's where cricket belongs, and I'd hate to see things like that change. Same as I'd hate to see the Gabba not get a Test Match. Yeah, It's one you look forward to. Well, we were nearly unbeatable at the Gabba. And when it was time, first tested yeah, the summer, but the times that yeah. we played, mm. yeah, you know, the back end of the, the exactly summer, lost. We've, we've we've lost. So why, why move it if you're an Australian yeah. cricket team or authority or the cricket yeah. board? You you want to start against yeah. the opposition on a venue that you know so well, I don't and get they this. don't know so well. Why yeah. don't we make it as hard for everyone else as possible? Because well, you know when you know better than anyone. Go to India. Part, when yeah. we go anywhere else, yep. do they make it easy for us? No, nah, they they, oh. they would, and, and and you know what. In Australia, you don't have a say in what pitch is going to be produced. You can talk to the curator or the groundsman, and you can communicate, and they'll tell you where they're at. They'll tell you the weather. But it's not like in India you can say, mate, cut that grass off. I want it to turn from ball one, and they will do that. Australia, because um, because the states really run Cricket Australia, own Cricket Australia. Every state wants the Test Match to go three or four days. So they're trying, at least four, at least three days, they, all, they want it four days if they can, because of people coming through the gates as well. So they'll produce a wicket that they feel is best to get that result. That might be leave a bit of grass on if it's going to be 35 degrees so it doesn't break up and roll along the ground. They might think, you know, there's a bit of rain around, cut the grass off like the Gabba did this time. How the Gabba looked the day before the test match versus how it was on the first, day one test, they did that because of conditions and I think opposition as well. So I, I, I feel the only advantage you have is to play at certain venues. You know what you get at the Gabba. Why it's so good on Test 1 is because it's the fastest, bounciest wicket we have in Australia now, now that we don't use the old whacker. So utilise that. When a country comes to Australia, mate, it's so extremely different playing in India and then you go play first Test match on that Gabba pitch. That's why I love, exactly like Loz is saying, I love it being the first Test of the summer. Back page of the Courier-Mail, salary sacrifice. Captain's big call. Reynolds ready to take pay cut in the pursuit of Broncos' premiership glory. So they're looking to get this deal done uh, with Adam Reynolds. And uh, this article saying he's willing to take that pay cut to extend his career by another 12 months into 2025. Well, he's really, to stay there, he'll not really have an option. But he's going to have a lot of options there around that club, around that city as soon as he retires anyway. So taking a pay cut now yeah. to play another 12 years to keep those young players in that squad, he'll benefit long-term yeah, anyway, I, Adam Reynolds, I, it, won't he? It, it, he will. And it's always be careful what you wish for too. Like everyone's sort of saying, oh, his time's up and, and move on. Well, who you got to go and replace him? Mm. Unless you've got someone there that's ready to go, you're better off to hold on to him as long as you possibly can. And granted, his best football might be past him, but he's still smart between the ears. And he's still a guy that's one of the great man managers... At the moment, you know, if you were ranking game managers as halfbacks in the NRL, he's in your top five. So they're just hard to come by. And he suits the Broncos' style because he doesn't have to have, have, have that flair. They've got flair and strike. 
you know, you've you've got your Reese Walshes and Ezra Mans and Selwyn Cobos and um, you know your Payne Harses, uh, Carrigans. You know, they've got their superstar players, but they just need someone that can guide them. Granted, he would love to have that twenty minutes of the grand final back, but you can't go blaming him for the the loss. So I, I think that was harsh. Mm. Um, I know that you know halfbacks are judged when they win and lose, uh, but sometimes I think we go too far. I think Adam Reynolds, if he wants to stay with the Broncos, there's a window of opportunity there at the moment, and he sees that, and he will take a reduced salary to stay and try and win another competition. It's funny, thinking of the grand final, I've never really thought Brisbane lost it. Penrith just won it. Well, Nathan Cleary won it. Nathan Cleary was the difference between the two teams. I know they're um, up and, by a long way, and usually and, we do look for the, the scapegoats. But I, I I feel like all the focus has been Nathan Cleary, Moses Leota, and how yeah. Penrith actually won that game, yeah. not how Brisbane lost it, Yeah, despite their lead. Yeah, and again, but when you're up by that yeah. that margin you, and with limited minutes to go, you, you've got to win it. You, you have to win that game of football. And that's why we talk about the scarring. Well, what will it do to Brisbane? I think the guy that has to overcome the scarring is Adam. Because he knows how difficult it is to, one, to get to a grand final, two, to win it, and three, does he just sit there and think, geez, that was my last opportunity of winning one? Whereas the younger players in the squad, I don't think they realise how tough it is because mm. it just all happens so fast for them. So their expectation is, oh, we'll just roll through again this year and get the job done and at the end of the year we'll be better and we'll, we'll win the comp. But I, I reckon that's the way Reese Walsh and Ezra Mann, um a thinking, knowing that you still do the hard work, but just that's the confidence levels they bring to a footy team. Now, that's a good thing. So I don't think it'll affect their performance, but I think it, the big one will be Adam, how, how he recovers from it. Back pages of the Herald and the Telegraph. Well, this story in regards to Storm Boy, uh, the Magic Millions winner and current Golden Slipper favourite. So what about some of those business people in Penrith? Uh, when Gay went west and spoke at a, at a sort of a business meeting out there and took a couple of Colts with her and paraded them around and enticed a few local business people to buy into Storm Boy. Well, they've just won the lottery because this horse has been sold to Coolmore. Uh, Golden Gay Time, 60 million world record sale for Slipper Hotshot Storm Boy. That's the back page of the telly. The Herald, Adam Pengilly's written the story. Coolmore, Nab Slipper, favourite in $50 million deal. So uh, the different numbers, it depends on well how many races he wins between now and the end of the two-year-old season, uh, which I'm sure all those sort of uh, marks and bonuses are put in that contract. But this is set to be a record for a two-year-old sold. So is this stunt. subject to winning all those races? Well, the, sub- 60, the sale- 60 million figure yes, will Yes, but be. the sale has already gone through. Yes. So, yep. so, so there's a sale done. We don't know what price that was. Yep. But if... Incentives, incentives between now and the yep. end. Yeah, I've got a good mate who sold a colt several years ago, midweek before big stallion-making race, and X was put on the top should that... Colt yep. have won on the Saturday, which it did. And uh, it was like being around a bunch of blokes that just won the lottery when that happened as well. So that's what's happened with Storm Boy. Uh, you think most expensive stallion sold ever, often Coolmore are around there buying these sort of uh, stallions. It uh, justifies 
probably the most well known. It went for around, I think, 70 million US, so 100 million Australian. But it, it of course, was a three year old at the time it was sold because it just won the, the yeah. Triple Crown over in the States. So, for two year, as far as two year olds are concerned, this is now the record. So, this is the dream, Loz. This is what we're all. Well, that's what you're all hoping for. Hoping to for in the game. A, as soon as we buy a, a horse, and this it is wins the golden thinking. slipper, or, <laughs> and it's just a champion, and away you go. So that beats the previous two-year-old record of, well, they paid $40 million for Vancouver, did Coolmore, which, of course, won the slipper and trained by Gay back in 2015. So, wow. 